0: Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect the disconnected to a growing relationship with God. You can connect with God, and we can help. Happy New Year, Connect. I, you know, I love this time of year, the the holidays are great because of the time with friends and family. And it always seems to include eating, which I'm not objecting to. But I love this time of year, the start of the year, because it's an opportunity, a much needed excuse to reset some things to recalibrate our life in one way or another. Uh, For example, I know I want to be a more grateful person this year. Maybe you want to eat healthier and exercise more. Maybe you're setting out to uh, finally start that side hustle or take the side hustle you've had and and grow it into something more. Maybe you're curious about faith or you want to engage faith or re-engage faith this year. Whatever it is, with the start of the new year, there's this level of anticipation, expectation even, of what could be. And as we are running out of the gates in this this new year, we don't want to look back a year from now and realize that we wasted it. We want to shoot for what matters most this year so at the end of the year we're not thinking oh that was a waste or even worse we look back at the end of our life and think "Ah, oh, we wasted our life i mean how do we live a meaningful life not just this year but for the years to come in some ways it's kind of an age-old question and others have wrestled with it over time jesus was even posed a, a kind of similar question and in his response He didn't just set the target for the person asking the question. Jesus set the target for all of us. How we can live a life that that we could be known in such a way for what matters most, that we're shooting for what matters most. So that in the end, when we look back, we're we're not thinking, oh, that was a waste. Instead, we're like, no, no, that, that really mattered. And others realize that the way we live mattered too. If you got a bible with you i would encourage you to turn with me to mark chapter 12. we're going to be in verses 28 through 34 today and then we're going to continue in this passage as a launch pad for the rest of this series bullseye where we're going to learn to shoot for what matters most now if you need a bible you can of course follow along in our free church app where you can also jot down some notes as well at this point in jesus ministry he's been performing miracles and he's been teaching for some time Being a great teacher, Jesus was often asked tough questions. And because of his wise responses, he was asked even tougher follow-up questions, as was the case in our account today. Now, as we dive in, let's pause, let's pray, and ask God to speak to us. Lord, we come before you and we ask that you would speak to us, that you would reveal what matters most to us and how we can live our lives in such a way that we shoot for it. So that in the end, uh, we're known for what you want us to be known for. And we can make a difference uh, as you would have us make a difference. So speak now through your word and through this message. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's pick up the account, Mark 12, verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? Now, God had given his people, the Israelites, 613 laws to live by. That's a lot of rules to follow, is it not? So it kind of makes sense that the rabbis, they would love to debate this question, which is the greatest commandment? And there were varying viewpoints. They'd pose, they'd debate, they'd discuss. And it all kind of makes sense because if one is religious, then they're going to do whatever it takes to please God. Uh, Whether you consider yourself religious or not, this religious question, uh, what's the greatest commandment, if you peel back the layer, it reveals the human question that really drives all of us. What matters most? And the way we live our lives is actually our own personal answer to this question. Uh, You could look at someone's life and you could see what matters most to them. For example, if Work matters most to you, then you're going to be at the office early and you're going to stay late. You'll sacrifice time with friends and family because you want to gain the approval of your coworkers and boss. If family matters most to you, you're going to uh, rearrange everything in your schedule, your life, so that you can make it to every single family event. If something comes up out of the blue, you'll drop what you're doing and race for your keys to head over and help, even if you don't know if you're needed yet if experiences matter most then whatever you make you spend on toys tickets and travel you know you're you're in the mountains at the game on the plane any moment you get if the way we live our lives does reveal what matters most to us what matters most to you in an age where there's so much that's vying for our attention, opportunities and obligations, uh, religion, relationships, work, workouts, so many things competing for our attention. If we could truly figure out what matters most and focus our time, attention and energy on that, man, it could be game changing for us. Interestingly, our focus on good things is actually what will tend to keep us from focusing on the ultimate thing you see if we simply shoot for what matters relationships fun experiences things like that we're gonna actually miss the target that jesus set in the end but if we focus on what matters most if we shoot for the target that jesus set somehow in in god's design and the way he works we often experience what matters too family, friends, a meaningful work, or something like that. So this all comes down to a question. What's the greatest commandment? What matters most? Here's Jesus' response. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, in all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. For Jesus, love is the bullseye. And it's love of God that actually impacts love of self and overflows in love for others. To set up the target, Jesus quoted a passage from the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, uh, a passage that his audience, the Jewish audience, would have been very familiar with. They, they could have stated it in their sleep because they quoted it many times a day, morning, noon, and night. It's known as the Shema and it's actually found in Deuteronomy chapter six. This is verses four and five. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. It starts with this declaration, God is one. We believe in one God. And scripture teaches that our one God is Father, Son, and Spirit. Each fully God. And yet each is distinct from the other. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father. Three in one. Our God is the essence of unity. Trinity, try unity. And this is a core belief that we hold as followers of Jesus. It's a, a belief that If you think about it too long, it just blows your mind because our finite minds struggle to grasp our infinite God. Jesus' point here is that God is undivided. And as He is undivided, our love for Him should be undivided, total, complete. We should love God with all that we are. Our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything in us, we should love God, this means God isn't part of our lives. Like we don't attend him when we have a free weekend. We don't volunteer a couple hours a month and call it good. We don't give money that's left over at the end of the month. Oh no, we love God with all that we are. All of our life should be oriented around him. And everything we do should be an expression of our love for him. This is what it means to be a Jesus follower. The way we invest our time Talent, treasure, all of it. May it be an expression to those around us who is first in our life, that we love God with all that we are. May our coworkers recognize it, our neighbors, our family members. May they know that we love God with all that we are. Why? Well, because he first loved us, first John 4:19. This is going to be our anthem, not just for this message, but for this year says this, we love because he first loved us. Church, may we live our life in such a way, may we love in such a way that it demands a gospel explanation. You see, for Jesus, love trumps all religious activity. And when you go back to Mark 12, the account continues and it says well said teacher this is now in verse 42 or 32 excuse me well said teacher the man replied you are right in saying that god is one there is no other but him to love him with all your heart with all your understanding with all your strength to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices when jesus saw that he had answered wisely he said to him you're not far from the kingdom of god and from then on no one dared to ask him any more questions this guy got it he restates to Jesus what matters most and Jesus just cheers him on because he's getting it he's picking up what Jesus is putting down he knows that he needs to not shoot for religious obligation or duty it's all about a relationship with the God of the universe it's a relationship that transforms all of the other relationships in our lives now, like this guy, may we listen to what Jesus says, because this is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus. We're not coerced into some religious obligation. We're called into a loving relationship with God. And scripture tells us that God is love, and we should love God because he first loved us. In fact, God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, while you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us god went first he loved us in the greatest way possible and in these passages this word sin it's a a word that actually meant like missing the mark in the original language so if like an archer was shooting at a target and he shot and he missed the target he sinned now you and i we've missed the mark more times than we can count and in more meaningful and impactful ways than missing an archery target. We've looked at things we shouldn't, watched things we shouldn't, said things we shouldn't, done things we shouldn't. If we were to list everything, we'd be here for a rather long time. And the problem with our sin isn't simply that we missed the mark, it's that it it separates us from God. You see, God is holy, he is pure, he is righteous, he's perfect. He can't be in the presence of sin. So when we miss the mark of him, his righteousness, his holiness, when we sin, we're separated from him. But the gospel is, what we just what I just quoted, is that while we were sinners, while we were separated from God, God sent his son, his one and only son, Jesus, to come and die on the cross for our sins so that we could be reconciled, reconnected, With God, this is love. This is what matters most. You see, we need to first love God because He first loved you. Love is the target. Jesus set this target two thousand years ago, and here are some ways that we could shoot for this target this year. We'll we'll use Deuteronomy six as our, our template for how we could pursue this because when God instructed his people to love him first and foremost, this is kind of how he said it would look in their lives. So the first thing we can do is memorize God's word. This is Deuteronomy 6.6. It says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Now, if you think about it, it's kind of like the logical next step. At least I can see it in my relationships. If you know me, you know that uh, I feel loved. I feel appreciated when someone encourages me. Uh, So I actually have a a file, like a folder, where I have encouraging notes from friends and family, from people who've been impacted by my ministry over the years. I have like this folder full of these notes because I feel loved by what people have said, the encouragement that they've shared with me. But what you might not know is I actually have a whole file at home. And it is just jam-packed with encouragement and notes and birthday cards and Christmas cards and anniversary cards from Amanda because it's the the, the people closest to me those those are the words that I cherish most and when I I think of this relationship that we're invited into through Jesus to have a relationship with God if we love him most we should cherish his word his word above all else and, and you know, it could look like a couple different things. Maybe um, maybe we need to to memorize it. It, it could be a, a passage that we put up, like a decoration that we put up in our kitchen so we see it often. Maybe we choose to to carry a little token with us in our pocket or our purse or something that reminds us of God's past faithfulness. It could be a bunch of different things that we could do, but The problem for many of us is, you know, we we have a Bible, we have God's word, but it's just collecting dust on our nightstand. Uh, We can quote our favorite movie, but we have to Google Bible verses about faith, healing, hope, love. But that shouldn't be the case at the end of this year. You see, we're going to be people who cherish God's word. We're gonna memorize his word. In fact, I would challenge you this week to memorize 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us, because this is gonna be our anthem this year. You're gonna hear this verse again and again and again because it is God's love for us that motivates us, that inspires us to go and love him, one another, and others well. And and you know, after you memorize 1 John 4.19. Pick another verse and and start memorizing that so that you know God's word, you cherish God's word. So we're going to memorize God's word. And two, we're going to talk about God often. Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, Impress them, that is God's commands, His word on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Our conversations in life, they're saturated with two things. What's going on? In what we're interested in now if we love god like jesus is calling us to love god then our lives are oriented around him so he is what's going on in life and he is what we're interested in most so our conversations should be saturated with him when we're in the car with our kids when we're at coffee with a friend, when we're planning our week with our spouse, when we're recapping our weekend to a coworker. May God not be some afterthought because we're not an afterthought to him. Uh, parents, if you're like me, you you wanna disciple your kids, you wanna help your kids know Jesus, but you, you wonder how, like, how do I even do this? I don't know, maybe this sounds familiar, but when I drive home after our worship service on Sundays, I will ask Hannah how her experience in Connect Kids was. I'm like, you know, Hannah, uh, how was it? What did you, what'd you talk about? Radio silence. I'll even ask something like, like did you have fun? And still nothing. It, it feels like, I don't even, like, what, what, I don't know specifically what she talked about, but I've, I've discovered this tool and we're sharing it with our whole, whole church and I would in- encourage you to download this app. It's called the Q app. And you can use this app whether you come on Sundays uh, and worship with us or you don't, and you're just watching online. But this app, is a free app to you, and it actually links with what our kids are learning in Connect Kids on Sundays. And it has questions, age-appropriate questions, age-appropriate activities, uh, videos, the whole deal, so that you can disciple your kid and I can disciple my girls throughout the week. And together, church... In family, we together can point our kids to Jesus and help them know, love, and follow him. So check that out. You can download the Parent Q app. If you just go to our own app, uh, there's a link there and you can download the Parent Q app, link it to our church super easily and start asking more meaningful questions on the way home from service or around the dinner table with your family. Now, in our love for God, we're gonna memorize his word. We're gonna talk about him often. And then three, what we see in Deuteronomy 6 is that we need to remember God regularly. The, the, for the Jewish people, it looked like this, verses eight and nine. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. The Jewish people, they many would literally have like snippets of scripture that they rolled up. And then they attach to themselves, or they attach to their door frames as a reminder of God. And, and one of the frequent flyer passages was the Shema. What we're learning from now, what Jesus quoted a couple thousand years ago. Now, what what could this look like for us today? How can we remember God regularly? Uh, it, it could be that verse in the kitchen that I mentioned that you're trying to memorize, or you just want to keep before you and your family often. Uh, it could be leveraging technology. Maybe you want to receive the U version verse of the day. So you got a push notification for that. You know, even as we're in this series and we're trying to focus on what matters most, not just this month or this year, but with our lives, we have a love bullseye phone wallpaper that you can just download for free from our church's app. And that'll be a reminder to you and to me that we need to love and we need to love well. We need to love God well. We need to love one another well. We need to love the one in front of us well, as we're going to see through this series. Now, the possibilities to remember God regularly, uh, really, they're endless. So instead of just trying to do everything, how about this? Try to do something this week and just see how it goes. See if it helps you remember God more. If it does, keep doing it. If it doesn't, that's okay. Try something else and over time, we're going to be more conscientious of who God is in the life he's calling us to live. So to kick off this year, we're going to try to remember God pretty regularly as church, okay? We are a people who pray first. Uh, I have great anticipation for what God has before us this year. I think that as we focus on what Jesus puts before us, love being the target. When we focus on this, I think you and I are going to grow in our relationship with God in ways that we just haven't experienced before. I think we're going to grow in our relationships with one another as a church. And I think that as we love the one right in front of us, whoever that is, as we love them well, I believe that Jesus is going to build his church, that more people are going to come to saving faith in him, that the community that we're in here in South Denver, it's going to be impacted by the power of the gospel because Jesus has called us to love. And when his love is shown and when his love is shared, lives are changed. But like I said, we are a people who pray first. So before we see God do this, we're gonna go before him in prayer for a whole week. We're calling it week of prayer to kick off the new year and we'd love for you to be a part. I'm just gonna share a really simple uh, thought, something that's on my heart. And you can uh, see these very brief videos By subscribing to the prayer push notification on our app, super easy to do. If you're in the app, you click the profile button in the top right corner. You can uh, select your push notification settings right there. Make sure prayer is selected. And each morning this week, you'll receive a brief video and prayer prompt so that we can link arms together and begin the year in prayer because we believe God's going to do something incredible in us and through us. So, if you want to do that subscribe through the app you can also of course after the fact check out youtube instagram facebook the videos will be accessed uh, accessible there too but if you want to get that sent to you as a reminder hey the app's a great way to do that all right what matters most it's love it's all about love uh, we should first love god because he first loved us and we can do this in a couple of ways. We can memorize God's word. We're gonna, we can talk about God often. And we can remember God regularly. Three things that we're gonna do as we're impacted, transformed by God's love for us. And what we're gonna see and experience really throughout this series is that our love for God, it actually impacts our love of self and overflows in love for others. So, we're not going to waste our year. We're not going to waste our life. We're going to focus on what matters most. We're going to shoot for the target Jesus set. And in the end, we're going to look back and we're going to realize that our lives were characterized by what Jesus wanted our lives to be characterized by. More on that next time. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you. We thank you that you, you take the mystery out of uh, what We should be shooting for how to live a meaningful life and we would just ask that your holy spirit would work in us that you would help us uh, love you more that you would uh, help us to live lives of love and would you transform us by your love god We, we would you help us open our eyes to how much you love us and then would you grow our love for you and for ourselves and for others we ask this in jesus name